Well, yes, you're listening to Two Smoking Guns again, but I've got to tell you a little message. We're going to take a little bit of a break over the summer period, but we're going to cobble together some shows. It'll be the summer series, the best of, or the worst of. We're just not quite sure. We're not quite anyway, sure what they're going to be. Anyway, uh, we will be back, but have a safe and wonderful Christmas, and thanks for listening to Two Smoking Guns. So welcome everybody to another show of Two Smoking Guns. Uh, you're with Scotty and Ratsy as always as we're going to meander our way through some madness and mayhem of all sorts of things that are magical, whimsical and anything else we decide to talk about. Ratsy, good afternoon to you. Or and good morning. You. I don't even know what time of day it is. No, I'm, we don't, know, we, we don't know when it is. We don't know Hello, when it is Hello, good morning. How are you? We're perpetually living as mushrooms. Well, we just live in this sort of little cage in here and the <laughs> blinds are down and we can't see anything so... So it could be three o'clock in the morning, for all I know. We could or be at a casino. We c- <laughs> Red, Red. <laughs> How now, are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Good, 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 good. Now there's like a few, um, there's a few grumpy people around at the moment, um, <laughs> which we're not going to touch on today nah, because we're nah. all we're all about light and shade, and, and not much shade. Well, hopefully a bit more mainly, light. Mainly, mainly light. <laughs> but I did notice this through the week, and this is apropos of a. Uh, it's, a, it's actually a very serious problem yes. um, because uh, in Helsinki, Finnish women uh, have lots of frustrations because it's a, quite a male chauvinistic kind of country. Right. And there's quite a lot of uh, domestic abuse and different oh, sorts of things. So right. it's a very, very nasty topic. But I thought this was an interesting way. They are flocking to what are called rage rooms. Um, to take out their frustrations with men, their children, and each other on the furniture. So what, what, oh. this, what this lady's done is um, she set up a rage room, and basically she sends people into a room that's it, padded with yes. a baseball bat, Yes, and they bash the bejesus out of furniture, lamps, and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So they get all their rage out of the way, and then they wander off and have a pleasant cup of tea. Right. Yes. So I thought that might be something appropriate for all the people that are a bit raging against COVID, that I might set up a little rage room Can for I them all. Can I share something with you? Yes. It exists already here Does in Melbourne. Does it really? One of my like, my youngest, uh, my eldest, youngest daughter, I think. Wow. My youngest daughter was given it, and you go in, and yeah. there's crockery, yeah. and uh, all the, you get a baseball bat, yeah. and you just go, oh. whooshka. <laughs> so it actually exists well, here I might in Melbourne. Go. I might go, because there's a lot of people. Yeah, I know. That would be, you know, for people that are, Finding it difficult to express their frustrations at the current situation. Let off a little bit of steam. Let off a bit of steam. It's a better way of doing it than going and doing what some of these other clowns have been doing. No, they give you all the protection gear, the glasses, the (laughs) gloves and the whole bit, and you get in there and you just go. I reckon that's better. It's better than a Greek restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon it would be a big hit. Oh, mate. Absolutely. When we're allowed out. Imagine. (laughs) Whoop! Well, that's, that's the other thing. We're, we're back to playing golf, potentially. Those little white balls. Oh, <laughs> yes. They're going to end up square. Oh, <laughs> They'll be hit that hard. Oh, there was a bloke a while back. He was doing a line in um, uh, golf balls with politicians' faces on them. Oh, <laughs> they, I like and, it. And, and the main one yeah. in, here in Victoria, shall remain nameless, yeah. was getting a lot sold. Yeah, so well, people yeah, could go and yeah, bash yeah. it. Quite popular. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can imagine. Oh, well, that's that's fascinating to know. <laughs> so and I'm glad I'll I will find out where it yes, is and let please. you know, and uh, you can go and uh, you can go and buy Bruce joint. Because <laughs> the other one I saw through the week, which I found was really stupid too, was did you ever see the show on Netflix, The Queen's Gambit, or yes, the movies, the chair, or wherever? It was. It was, a, it was a the series, wasn't movie. it? Yeah, series on Netflix. Yeah, Anna Taylor Joy. She she was brilliant. Yeah, very good in that show. Yes. And it's the most interesting thing I've ever seen about chess. Yeah. Great game to play, but not that great to potentially right. observe. Right. The only time I got excited about chess was in the in the seventies when. 
Boris Spassky oh, was yes. playing the supercomputer. Yes. Remember? Yes. I think it was Boris Spassky. Yes. Um, when he was such a grandmaster, he could beat everyone in the world, but he took on the computer. Yeah. Supercomputer. Did it beat him? Well, the computer was the size of a house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it wasn't just a laptop. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure what happened there. Someone will know. Although the chess games I do like, you know the ones where... Speed chess. They, yeah, the, the big hall set up. And there's yes. 20 people and somebody just goes along and goes, checkmate, checkmate, checkmate. The lady in this movie did that. But then what's happened, and this is a bit of this, it's a bit like that guy on the cover of Nirvana's... Yeah, album. Who's now suing them? Oh yes, yeah, for the underwater is, shot. Well, yes, yes, with the, of the baby. Yes, underwater. And he's been milking it for years. Yeah. Now he decides he needs a bit of extra cash. This is a bit like this because yeah, right. um, there's a there's a eighty year old um, Russian. Uh, I think she's Russian. Yeah, Russian grandmaster. Yes, Nonna Gaprinda Shivili. I've got that wrong. <laughs> um, got the Shivili. She's suing them. She said um, they've lied about her achievements and belittled her in a critical scene. Um, she's seeking $5 million damages. Wow. Right? So yeah. the series fixtures a fictional American prod- prodigy. Start. Yeah. Um, guess it, and she thrashes a Russian grandmaster and, a, and a, com- a commentator declared that her opponent was probably not, you know, da, 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 da. Mm. but sh- this nonna thinks it refers to her. So she's having a crack. Right. Um, Netflix said it would vigorously defend the case, and I have I, no doubt that they will. I've got uh, because I've, it was fiction. I've got two words for her: yes. case dismissed. Case dismissed. <laughs> but I saw it and I went, "Oh, that's fantastic!" Either, either Netflix have invented this yes. to promote her movie ahead of the Oscars or the Emmys or whatever yep. the yep. Emmys, or uh, or it's true, and this lady's just trying to cash in. Oh, she's a nutter. <laughs> she's a nutter. But, I it was, but it was, that was good. That was a good show. You know, all the shows we watch in yeah. lockdown and stuff. That was yeah. a belter. Love that. Yeah, one. that's a ripper. Hey, I'll tell you one uh, that you must see. Yes. And again, it falls into the category of Ford versus Ferrari. So yeah. it's another motor show. Yeah. It's all about Michael Schumacher. Well, I think heard mixed reviews. No. No. No, 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 I won't have it. Won't have it. <laughs> I won't have it. Uh, it's absolutely magnificent. Um, and I test the. I, I, I tell you, the other one we've 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 just watched six episodes of, and yeah. now our good mate Colin would love it. Yeah, is the newsreader? Oh no, I haven't seen that. Yes, it's on. Um, it's on one of the Stanley. It's one. On, it's on, <laughs> on one of the streamers. Oh, is it? Right, and it's a set. It's Australian. Time. Yes, set in the era of eighties. Um, news reading. Yep. So, you know, you've got the the old news reader, the old, you know, sort of Brian Naylor type. Yes. And uh, he's forced to then share a desk with the new up-and-coming glamorous female ah, news reader. Right. And uh, then there's a, a young reporter becoming a news reader who's a love interest. Oh. But it's uh, interesting because they report on Lindy, they report on Chernobyl, they wow. report on all that. And it's set in Australia and it's all the old cars and all the old um, uh, gear that you used to wear. It's yes. pretty good. It's yeah. pretty good. Sort of they all get around in uh, Ford Cortinas. And, and flary suits. And flary suits. <laughs> and <laughs> Big lapels. It's pretty good. I mean, I'm a science of SEO yeah. I've ever seen, but, but it's pretty good. Uh, anyway, over to you. Sorry. Well, no, um, but no, go and have a look at Schumacher. Yeah, okay, it, well, it's, that's, it's, a, net, it that's really a Netflix. Is, yeah, it's a Netflix. Yeah. Um, and I sent a, uh, a text to a friend of the program, uh, Roscoe, um, and he just wrote back, mate, seen it, uh, and how good is Mika Hakkinen? Oh, and yeah. that's all I'm going to I was in contact you. with him through the week. Oh, were you? Yes, I sent him a text of some songs that I particularly uh, liked, <laughs> and he got straight back to me. I oh, did. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. good. Uh, well, mate, we've got we've got a ton of stuff that we're going to try and get through yeah, today. Yeah, we but, do. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I, I do want to share this, this one with you. Um, there's there's a new hotel. Well, there's a hotel that's uh, that's out there. Yeah. And uh, I just want to talk you through what this hotel's got. Yes. Um, this is uh, in this country, or no, uh, no, no, sort of Mediterranean. Oh, okay. Sort of over that way. Somewhere. Okay. Um, so Another anyway, exotic location yeah, so we're not this, allowed to go so to. So this, um, this particular hotel is actually out of sale. Yeah. And it's um, it's $283 million right. for you to buy it. Oh, cool. All right. Cool. So, I'll pass you know, around the hat. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's got, uh, it's got a nightclub. 
which is well, sort of probably stocks, de rigueur for a stock, groovy hotel. Stock standard. Um, it's but it's quite uh, unique. Uh, it's only got um, eleven cabins. Of you know, living living rooms. Living rooms. Yeah, living rooms. Um, it only can hold twenty two guests. Yes. Um, uh, it's got an array of features. Uh, it's got a swimming pool, which is stock standard. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, it's got a gym. Yes. Stock standard. Um, cinema. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's handy. Uh, and uh, this one was a, a little bit more unusual. It's got it, its very own barber salon. It's got a barber's. A barber salon. So you can go and get your quaff done and you know, make sure you're in good nick so you can stroll to the pool. Right. Um, and it's it's described as having a relaxed sort of beach house feel to it. Right. Okay. Like Hampton style. Oh, yeah, something. something like that. Um, you know, there's an open-air dining. It's got a lounge bar. It's got sun lounges. And it's got a fire pit. You know, oh, so nice. Cool. Groovy. Yeah, so it's really cool. It's pretty cool. Um, and it's got a, a, a lift that goes between a couple of different levels yes, for, yes. for some things. Um, there's only one problem with it. Wow. It's a boat. It's a, it's a boat. <laughs> it's James Becker's boat. I did see that. <laughs> oh. Is it got all those features? The it's boat. got all of those features. Really? He paid two hundred million in two thousand and nineteen, so she's gone up a cool eighty three million. The boats go up in value. I, I didn't. Thought they I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> so. Yes, who's going to but uh, who's going to buy it, Scotty, for that sort of money? I don't know, but I know this is not a visual medium. But check that out. <laughs> Does it come with those accoutrements on board? <laughs> the accoutrements are mandatory, <laughs> dear boy. <laughs> um, it's one hundred and eight metres long. Yeah, that's a big boat, um, mate. Imagine getting that on a trailer. So it's called the IJE, which is named after oh, his, his kids, his three kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and then I thought this was a lovely touch, though. Um, the IGA followed him giving his giving, yeah. giving mm. his previous boat, the 288-foot Arctic P, to his sister, Gretel. Well, as you do. So you just, Look, I'm done with this rubber hey. ducky. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this tin pot this thing. This tin pot thing. It's all yours now. It's all yours. So, um, yes. So he's, uh, I don't know why he's getting rid of it. Uh, I can only assume there's a, a bigger one coming. Several years ago, I was on quite the biggest boat I've ever been on, privately owned boat, uh, owned by a man who had significant uh, land holdings around Brisbane right. and uh, the wharf area. Right. And uh, through a mutual friend, I was invited on board, me and my bride. Nice. And we spent the day, news day on Sydney Harbour. Wow. On said boat. Wow. Fully catered. Wow. They had uh, three staff um, serving us and waiting on us. They had a lift in it. Nice. And uh, it had, it was huge. And that would have been, there's nothing near that, <laughs> but I'm saying it was a 90-footer or something like yeah. that. It was and, third and income, huge. Probably 100 mil. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he, I, I know he sold it now, because it comes with a skipper, and it comes with a, you know, a deckhand and all that sort of stuff, but it was, I do remember that it cost him, I think the day <laughs> cost him something like 40 grand in fuel. Well, I was going to say, imagine Just pulling up to the Bowser. Yeah, right. Now, do I go the unlettered or that's the right. or the or the ninety five yeah, or the ninety eight? I'm going to need a pin number here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need my bank manager's phone number. It's exactly I'm going to need right. a line of credit just to fill it, it up. Wasn't good. Um, well, sublime to the ridiculous. Well, there we go. Yes, I want to talk to you about the world's smallest restaurant. Ah, is this in the Mediterranean as well? No, this is in Sweden. Ah. It's called All for One, and it is a lone chair placed at a lone table in the middle of a Swiss field, a Swedish field. We've talked about this. Yeah, have we? Yeah. I just noticed it the other because day. Because there's I about a four-month waiting list, and you can only eat by yourself. Correct. Is that and, right? And, and there's no waiters. Ah. They serve the meal um, on a 50-metre rope pulley. Oh, uh, and send it out to <laughs> and you. And send it out to you in the middle of the field. Right. We've talked about that we one before. Have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. That's yeah. a bit cheaper than the $263 million. Uh, <laughs> albeit a different experience. Oh, dear yeah. me. Hey, um, I got something sent to me, uh, just sort of on the sly, yeah. so to speak. Because um, we had all of the, uh, we had, you know, 
destination, Dan, yesterday telling us what we can and can't do. Oh, wasn't that a great roadblock to a roadmap? So so anyway, there are all these rules and things, but I've actually been sent there's some other changes that are coming. Oh, are there? Yeah, some little amendments to what happened. Have you got a little bit of a word from the inside? Well, there's a couple of things. So um, I'm just going to step you through some... Changes to the changes, or changes to the things that didn't change. <laughs> but these might these might help us. Right. So, oh, um, right. so here's a here's a couple just to run past you. Um, you can gather in groups of ten or more if you wear glasses, have red hair, and wear shoes like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> Is these your rules? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, they just turned up on my computer. That's all. Um, Oh, uh, there's a change uh, to, the, to the dentist. Um, you can go to the dentist to have a tooth removed. Um, only if you bring your own pliers and a bottle of scotch as the anaesthetic and do it yourself. And you've had to click and collect <laughs> that from Bunnings, I assume. Um, changes to the restaurants. Um, you can go to a restaurant with five people. If you bring your own food and cook it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, here's a good one. Um, people will be really happy with this one. This is about the cinema. Yeah. You can actually go to the cinema, um, provided you're in full PPE, <laughs> yes. uh, which includes earmuffs and a blindfold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and here's one that's in your suite, right in your wheelhouse. This is about golf. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so you can play golf with one other person. So you and I can go play golf. Yes, yes. Um, but you can only carry a putter and a driver. Okay, <laughs> um, that's fine. And you must, after every shot, pick up your ball and clean it. Yes, with dis- you know, with, with the, the, the sanitizer. Yes. Um, there are time restrictions that will also apply, so you therefore must have to run the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Tough conditions, but I don't, I, don't, I don't must take that on. Well, I'll tell you what, they made more sense than half the tish I heard yesterday. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> anyway, no, I, was I got a bit lost with the percentages starting oh, mate, to blow mate, my mind. But it was uh, the dates and the ages and the doubles and the singles and the, uh, I didn't know if I was at Wimbledon or... We, 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 did we do COVID lotto together? Yes, did yeah, we? I think we did. Yeah, I did it also with... The... Oh, yeah, no, we did. You wrote them down. Yeah, I Because I was down. a week earlier than you. Yeah, I think that's right, because um, we did it with the guys on the building site, or the ex-building site, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they're all sweating it now, because there's beers involved. So what can you hear at your place now? Crickets? Crickets, pretty much. Pretty <laughs> much. Dear me. Um, anyway, so no, mate, I just thought I'd poke a bit of fun. Oh, so good on you, mate, because I, I think most of those rules, so I just have these <laughs> visions of a, a small primate <laughs> Dressed in a tie, colourful oh, tie, yeah. banging oh, away at a computer. Yeah. <laughs> just banging away like a little monkey. Just doing that. And then we get a press release. I go, yeah, it makes about as much sense. Or is it the monkey with the symbols? <laughs> the one that sits on the piano. No, it's a monkey with symbols. <laughs> and outside, it's called the Burdett Institute or something like that. It's called that. Yeah. Formerly Mensa. Formerly Mensa. Uh, anyway, mate, what we-, um, we are going to have a little oh. quick, uh, quick pause yes. and we'll be all right. Back after this. And we're back, 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 back. Now, Scotty. Yes, Rutsy. Very exciting times ahead for us because there's a strong chance, based on the percentages of the percentages. And the demographic And the demographic ages and the percentages and what Mensa say, the monkey, that we might be back playing golf at some point this year. Yeah, I sort of... I well, can't I, really figure out when. No, I couldn't either. I got lost on that. And there was also a piece in the little paper that was explained everything. And there was not a single no. mention, not even into November, though. But I thought it was like just around the corner. Well, I got a, an email. I thought it was like next Monday. I got an email from Sandy. Right. Club, and they said they're back on next Monday, but I haven't heard from my other mob. So, anyway, no doubt we'll find out. Right. But... You know how we was last time we played? Yeah. And we were going around, we're going all right. With masks. Yeah, with fogging masks, up. fogging up. <laughs> <laughs> that was just in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So um, before I got out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got to uh, about fourteen holes and we always say this when we're on a golf course together. Yeah. Enough. That's, that's about enough. <laughs> that's about enough. The last four are torture. Mate, two Especially seven. if you're not having a good day. Two sevens. Told you. Two sevens. Two sevens for me. Well, interestingly, there's a guy 
He claims he's a golf consultant. He runs a um, golf consultant. He runs a website or a newsletter or something called Y18. Does he have a committee? He probably does. <laughs> but um, I actually went and did some research and found out why uh, eight, there are 18 holes on a yes, golf course. I, I came across this in a, in a different uh, mm. method of um, understanding. But well, you... for those unfamiliar with the game of golf, uh, it's uh, supervising authority and the people that set the rules around how that uh, game is conducted yes. is a group called the Royal and Ancient Golf Club. Ah, uh, indeed. The R&A. And they're based in St Andrews, Scotland. Scotland. And there's a famous golf course there called the Old Course. The Old Course, correct. Um, and um, that's where the British Open often gets played. Yes. Um, but um, they uh, they had a 22-hole golf course originally. What? And in a nineteen in 1764, they um, they had a meeting and decided to reduce the number of holes from 22 to 18. Right. Um, and uh, the minutes of the meeting. Yes. <laughs> said the captain and gentleman golfers present. This should be there. Beep, 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 gentlemen, captain and gentlemen golfers present are of the opinion that it would be for the improvement of the links that the first four holes should be converted into two. They therefore have agreed for, for the future they should be played as two holes in the same way as presently marked out and indicating that the motive behind the course, behind the decision, was simply to make the course more interesting to play. Right. Question. Can this be applied to your course today? So if we think about it, right? Yes. There's a guy here, Edwin Rowald. He's an architect, golf architect. Yes. He suggests that the golf's current 18-hole principle may no longer be relevant to people's available leisure time. Right. Hmm. To summarise, nine holes is too short and ineffective, to which I agree. Yes, not quite enough. Time, space and often money does not support 18 Therefore, it's about time we return to golf's age-old but lost tradition, accepting that each course has its own unique number of holes based entirely on local conditions. I like that. This enables struggling golf facilities to appeal to all stakeholders by simply abandoning, abandoning a handful of holes, depending on their design at little or no cost. Right. This way, the golfers keep their course. They can play in less time at slowly lower price, while more land becomes available for general outdoor life and other forms of development. Quarter clubhouse. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and there's a whole page here, as you can see, where he's gone, avoiding a fixed number of holes, holes on a golf course provides an increased ability for golf to do various things, you know. Uh, go with the land, better location, introduce game to younger people, makes it more interesting because there's a different number of holes. Yep. Um, more grounds for community because uh, we've got this issue at the moment, don't we, where, you know... People want to use it for walking dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know, when they're close. Open space. Open or, space, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I thought it was fascinating and interesting. It is. To, it would be interesting. It's interesting to go and play another golf course. Yes. But it would be more interesting if you write up and said, oh, we've got 16. Oh, we've, we've got 14. I'm going, oh, this is, could be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I told you. The, yeah. the, the two sevens. Now. I'm open to that. I'm right open. I'm right open for that. Um, but can I tell you? Yeah. What I read uh, during the week, yeah. or recently, was not that. Oh, something different. So it was different. And, I'll t and you'll have Good. to forgive me, but I'll give you the general... No, you give me your version the of the general history. Context. The general context was that um, two fellows played, and after every hole, they would have a shot of whiskey. Oh, yes. And in the bottle, there were 18 shots. There you go. And therefore, they could only have 18 holes because there's no more whiskey left well, to that, have. Maybe that was the real reason, because they were playing the 22 at Royal St Andrews, but they ran out of booze after yeah, 18, possibly. and they said, enough's enough. I'm going to have to find it, because it was written up, and it, and, it, and the 18 shots is the equivalent volume of the receptacle that the whiskey or oh, whatever it was came in. That's even. And that's why they said, right, well, we're out of whiskey. How many holes have we played? We've played 18, so there's 18, 18 shots, there's 18 holes. I like, I like I shot that. a hole. I like that better than mine. Shot a hole. <laughs> shot a hole. Yeah. Now, now I'm going to play six holes. Because <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm not reaching the seventh. <laughs> I'll tell you what, 18 shots of scotch. Oh, Imagine yeah. trying to complete your car. Oh, well, mate, seriously. <laughs> That's outrageous. Yeah, no, you, you, <laughs> no, you, you can only take carts. <laughs> um, yeah, changing anyway, tack totally. Yes. Um, 
I want to talk to you about submarines. Oh, good, because I want to contribute to yeah. your conversation. Um, but and particularly, I want to talk about grumpy French people and open, submarines. You can open the batting on this. So this is, um, but without getting all political on it. They are grumpy. They are very grumpy. <laughs> very grumpy. So we bought some new submarines, or we're getting them in some time. Sometime in the next twenty years. Yeah, that's right. And they're better than the old ones. We all understand that. It's better to is defend ourselves. Is that the Collins ourselves. class? That's, no, it's these are nuclear, mate. No, the the but the old ones we've got are the Collins. The Collins, the Collins class. class. These ones are the ones have, that made lots of noise. Everyone could hear them coming, and the periscopes didn't work. That's right. <laughs> so not really good submarines no, no, at all. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I won't go into the reasons we're doing it and all that sort of stuff. But I did want to talk to you about the recalled ambassador to Australia, Jean Pierre Thibault. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, he's grumpy. Yeah, he's he's President Emmanuel Macron. Yep. He's grumpy. So he's recalled him. Yes, he has. He's a bit yeah. Out of there, mate. Yeah. We're we're, yep. gr- we're a bit. Pack your bags, you're going home. He peed off with the uh, the Aussies. A um, couple of uh, bats back and forward. Australia understands France's uh, deep disappointment with our decision, which was taken in accordance with our clear and communicated national security interests. Sort of <laughs> statement from the Prime Minister's office. <laughs> we got a bit of deal. <laughs> we got a bit of deal. We got a bit of boat. Got a bigger boat. So they're insulted. And I looked up the word that oh, they've done. Yes. Yes. And I'll try and pronounce it because French isn't my first language, <laughs> nor my second. <laughs> but I think the expression we're looking for here is fair un caprice. Fair un caprice. Fair un caprice. Which means they have thrown the toys out of the cot. Ah, good. <laughs> like it. To which we say to them, mauvais chance. Tough luck. <laughs> They've chucked the snails out of the garden. They have. They have. <laughs> well, the toys are out of a pram and all that sort of stuff. Well, they're I, off I, it. I tell you they're what, off. There, there's a um, there's a, a little French salesman um, who who was looking at He's what looking he was earning in commission <laughs> because the deal was for ninety billion. Yeah. So there's probably a couple of snails in the deal for him. Well, the reason the French are pissed off is the <laughs> company company, company was building it was sixty one percent owned by the French government. Oh, now, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but the the piece that I heard, and this sort of confused me, because the, were the French building nuclear subs? No. Nah. They were building- Diesel-powered. Right. So we were actually going to buy diesel-powered subs. Old, old subs. Bring them here. Yeah. And fit them with nuclear. No. Yeah, we're going to change their engines. Oh, we're going to change yeah, their engines. Yeah, we gonna, that's, that's the whole thing. We're going to buy diesel. Dumb. We had diesel before. We're going to buy more diesel- Get rid of the diesel engine, so now we're just going straight to the we're source. Just going straight to the source. Now again, we're going to the US and the UK. And we're going to buy. And one. if we're smart, we'll get them to build them. We don't try and build them here. No, they're <laughs> going to build them here. Oh, they'll stuff that up. In, in South Australia. Oh yeah. Yeah, they'll be half an hour late every time. Those <laughs> subs. <laughs> oh, oh well, subs. you told us to let the missile go at three thirty. <laughs> It's four o'clock. Uh, I've now. never read so much about subs until this oh, week. Oh, now so can I share? They're with pretty you. bloody interesting. But I don't oh, know yeah. if I'd like to be in a sub. No, I'm not, I'm not keen on that. And, you, you know, because I, I was telling the story. Um, I, th- I don't know if I've even been in one. Like you know, when it's no. in dry dock. No, I haven't. But I was telling the story to my family that I used to work with a guy who was a deep sea, um, deep sea or. Um, Rigger, what do you call the guys that have the oxy-settled torch and fix up? Yeah, welders. Welders, right? Yeah. So under, he lived he'd well. live yeah. under the water in a compressurized com, com, for a week at a time. Wow. So he'd go down. Yeah. This is in the North Sea, just yeah. off, off, off on the oil rigs. The North Sea. Right. Go down, yeah. live in this little bubble, bubble, <laughs> you know, like a submarine, I guess, yep. and um, go out every day with his gear on and weld up the... The thing, and then go back in, have his, have his dinner, go to sleep, and then at the end of the week, they'd let him come up. Because it would be a compression chamber. Compression yeah. chamber, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because he had yeah, the yeah. bends twice. Wow, did he? And they said to him, if you even go scuba diving now, like, you know, in the, with the tanks. Dead man's woman. You, you, you're dead. And, he, and he's been on medication for a long time because of wow. what it does to yeah, you. Yeah, no, what, water uh, and But I couldn't it. do that because I'm not that. I don't think claustrophobic per se, but I just that feeling oh, of mate. not being able to get out would be. They, I mean, I've I've been in 
sort of big warships in dry dock. Yeah. And even the ships are small, right? Yeah. So this is not this is not a cigar with 300 blokes on yeah, it. Right. You know, with two square feet <laughs> of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Open the missile chambers. <laughs> Germs. We told you this was a non-smoking sub. <laughs> Um, Imagine COVID compliance in a submarine. Nah, and, and of course, you, you know the problem. Once they go, when they get down too far, uh, they uh, crush. They don't explode. They implode. implode they just, it's like being in a can of coke, right. and somebody just, you know, the giant just standing on it. There goes that career change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never <laughs> happening. So, um, well, you had you, that's that's a lovely piece. Um, and what then caught my eye was. Um, there's a thing called bringing out the big guns that actually uh, names the number of submarines each country has. So I'm going to play submarine bingo with oh, you. Bingo. <laughs> Excellent. So we're going to start right at the bottom. Yes. Who? Uh, so this Who's at the bottom? Yeah, this particular country um, is Romania. Yeah. And how many subs do you think they've, they've got? They've got one. They've got one. <laughs> one. All right. And so, if, if I don't, if I understand, Romania is a landlocked country. So, it must be in a lake somewhere just doing tourist stuff. That makes that even more hysterical. Or, the, or do they just lease it they out lease to, it. to another country? Yes. We own one. We own one. We can't use it. We don't it. use it. Uh, so, let's go to the other end of the scale. Who's at the oh, top of the tree? Oh, that would be the US of A, it's I'm pretty sure. not. Isn't that? No. Is it Russia? Uh, no. Is it China? No. You're kidding. Come on. French. No. UK? No. Japan. Think about a uh, a fairly uh, notable figure that um, gets people's attention when he goes and plays with his rockets. and um, Rocket Man. You're kidding. The Rocket Man? North Korea. Yeah. How many have they got? 75. <laughs> <laughs> He like he's a collector. No so, wonder they're poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those things cost a fortune. So North Korea seventy five. So China number two. Oh gee, the yep. Rocket Man's got everyone's attention yep. there, yep. hasn't he? Uh, yeah. China's got uh, seventy four. Oh yeah. Then the States sixty nine. Yeah. Russia fifty nine. Iran. Really? Oh, they yep. got a lot that go around yeah, that. Threat- um, that what's that? Is Strait of Hormuz yeah. oh, or whatever know. it is. Um, Japan, yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> this one, this just makes me laugh. I don't know why. India, <laughs> sixteen. They've got sixteen. Um, so North Korea's got seventy-five, and South Korea's got fifteen. <laughs> wow. Mm. Um, wow. So then we've got that, that's a lot of subs up in that little pocket up there, Scotty. So I'm then, just saying. So then, is there enough water for all of them? I don't. Know. <laughs> it's a lot of subs. Um, then the the Greeks have got more than the French. Greeks have got eleven. France Greeks has, have got subs. Greeks have got subs. Do they just go backwards. Um, no, they're just covered in. They, they, they just they disguise them as souvlakis. <laughs> <laughs> oh they run, wow! They, they run. They, they run on garlic. How many have we got? So we're getting there. Uh, UK's got ten. Yeah, we're e- fair way down the list. Egypt. Egypt <laughs> got more than us. They do. Fair dinkum. Egypt have got eight. Just up and down the Nile they go. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, or in the in the hot springs or somewhere in there. Um, <laughs> Italy have eight. Italy have got yep. more than yeah, us. Italy has got more than us. Uh, then we come in. Oh, we've got six. Good on us. Half um, a dozen. And, and our, uh, our, our neighbours on our list here are Norway, Vietnam and Brazil that yeah. all have six. Oh, that's good. Six is six. Um, that's all right. This is interesting. Indonesia's only got five. I right. thought they might have had a bit more, but they're probably a bit poor. Yeah, no, I've got the cash, as a, as, a, as a country, aren't they? Mm. Um, Israel have five? Yeah. Pakistan. I don't know where Israel are using them. <laughs> they're just hanging off the coast there, are they? I know. Pakistan, five. Sweden, five. Um, Canada, four. Azerbaijan. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, they got four. See, that's a landlocked country. Yeah. No, no. It's on the Black Sea, Yeah, that's it. It's on the Black it's got, Sea. It's, it's got a coast. They're hanging around the Black yeah. Sea. Um, Netherlands four, Singapore four, Taiwan, and then Poland, Spain on three, Malaysia and Venezuela on two, and Romania on one. 
Romania. <laughs> Romania. How cool is that? I'm telling you, <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> I'm going to look that's up. That's the best thing on that I'm list. I'm going to look up the last time you... the Romanian submarine was in service. <laughs> I bet you it was 1917. <laughs> you look up. And it was a toy one. You look up a map of <laughs> Romania for me, <laughs> and you tell me from which port <laughs> does that submarine <laughs> sail. Uh, I, because unless I, my geography is right out of the 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 out of whack, I'm not sure there's too much water near them. Oh, look! I, I got to tell you, it, they might have a Danube going through it or something like a, that. A Danube, you but think? they're not. I don't reckon they're near a. Right. Anyway, when I look up Romanian, all I get is Romanian Orthodox Church in Carlton. <laughs> no, no, you're looking. You're, no, I will. You're looking I'll, at the wrong. I'll goo. look at the world map, and I'll tell you. Uh, I'm going to find find out what that. One sub has done for Romania. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to talk more about subs, but we'll yeah. do it just in a sec. Right. So we're back, and we're talking subs and Romanian subs. Romanian subs. And we haven't had a chance to actually do the Google. But anyway, um, did you know, Scotty? Oh, that there's quite... we're wrong. Are we? Oh. Romania's got a coastline, has it? Um, so Romania oh, no. sits between... I hate being wrong. It sits between Serbia, Moldova, Hungary... Oh, yeah, okay, now, I'm yeah. right. Um, so which port would it sail from, the sub? I don't know. We'll have to um, look that up. I think, well, it's certainly not leaving from Bucharest. No, <laughs> no, wouldn't But be. I could suggest to you, yeah. it could either be leaving from uh, Novodari. Yeah. Because uh, it's up that way, isn't it? It's on that coast. It's on the Baltic. Uh, yes. It's on the, yeah, I know. Um, I know Neptune. Um, Neptune Ma- sounds like a logical spot Man- for it to Mangalia or Varmavici. Okay, nice. Anyway. Hey, um, it's time for a song. Oh, good. And I wanted to play a submarine song. <laughs> Why? You told me you were going to do this. I can only, you, know, I, you know how I do themes? Yeah, I love yeah. themes. I can only think of one. Yeah, there's the yellow one. <laughs> yeah, the yellow which one. Which the Beatles did. Yeah, yeah. But there's a couple of others. You might not know these. There's a, there's a band called The Supernaturals who have a song called Submarine Song. I've listened to it. It's right. not bad. Right. There's a song by Al Stewart, you know, Year of the Cat Man. Yes. He's got uh, a song called Life in Dark Water. It's not bad. <laughs> That's called Death. Uh, America. <laughs> got wow. a, a one called Submarine Ladies. Oh, America. <laughs> yeah. Yes. A band called Black Grape. I have a song. These ex-Happy Monday guys. Yeah. They've got a song called Submarine. Ben Folds. Oh. It's got a song that references submarines. Right. Now we're getting a bit spurious yeah, now. Okay, yep. um, Billy Bragg, in his uh, great song Sexuality, if you've heard that song, his opening line is, a nuclear submarine sinks off the coast of Sweden. Do you know Billy Bragg was, was on the TV yesterday? Is he? Yes. Yeah. I like Billy Bragg. Yeah. Good. Um, and there's a few others, but um, I'm going to, on a slightly less tangent, I'm going to play um, a song by the Sex Pistols. <laughs> Right. Uh, it's called Submission, and the opening line is, I'm on a submarine mission for you, baby. <laughs> so I thought we'd give that a run, Scott.
Yeah, you don't. Uh, you forget uh, how, what a unique voice Mr. Rotten yes, has, don't yeah, you? Absolutely. Oh? Yeah, no question about that. It's very distinctive. And we. Uh, it was an era we all grew up. We were young uh, adolescents through that era, <laughs> so we were. Uh, I was certainly highly influenced by that movement. Uh, a lot of the bands I still like today come out of that era. Uh, so very, very good. good. Um, now we were talking about submarines, and that was a veiled reference to a submarine <laughs> song, as bad as. As uh, spurious as my uh, song themes get these days, Scotty. It just gave you the opportunity to play a bit of Six Pistols. And there's that. And there's that. Now, Scotty, um, we're talking about the French being a little bit grumpy about the submarine purchase from the Australian government. They're well narky. Well narky. Well narky. I don't know what the French for that is. Well (laughs) narky. But um, when you think of France, what do you think of first? Oh, there's probably a bunch of stuff, but I mean, you got to go food, food, right? Food so, and wine, yeah, probably. Food, yeah, food and wine, and food and, then, and wine, and then you think about um, uh, tennis, I yeah, guess. You yeah. know, ro- rolling Eiffel go- Tower, rolling girls, rolling girls. Yes, I just said food because I've um, I had to think about this, and I've done my own list of twenty-two of my favourite French dishes. Ah, are they in French? No, fortunately. <laughs> I don't think we really want to inflict that on our listening audience. Okay. So what I'd like to do is play food, French food lotto with oh, you. Oh, French food lotto. Right. So I want you to just reply to the, each of these, um, and I'll mark these down with a score out of 10 in terms of whether you rate them. Or oh, you can, okay. So I've just got to decide just, if I like them. Just tell me, if, just say like or not like. Okay. Okay. Right. Yep. I reckon you'll get more likes than not likes, okay. frankly. Onion soup. Like. Cockavan. Like. Cassoulet. Like. Beef bourguignon. Oh, that dub- one. Double like. Beef bourguignon. Beef bourguignon. Yeah. <laughs> Steak fritz. Steak fritz. Steak bernays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, double tick. Yeah. Moules marinaires. Double tick. Yep. Boulabase. 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 100%. Foie gras. Uh, Duck liver pate. Oh yeah, um, nearly, nearly. All right, nearly. Cool. Chocolate souffle. Oh yeah. <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> Creme brulee. Yeah, double wheelhouse. Croissants. Oh, triple <laughs> wheelhouse. <laughs> Duck confit. Oh yeah. yeah. Please. Salad, a niçois salad. Oh yeah, love a niçois salad. A ratatouille. Uh, yep, 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 yep. yep. This is one of my favourites, a tart tartin. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. How good. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Daffinois potatoes. Don't uh, have those? No. Potatoes with cream and cheese, basically, baked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken cordon bleu. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Quiche Lorraine. Oh, I love a good quiche. Yeah. A croque monsieur. Croque monsieur. Which is a really fancy fat. Toasted cheese singer. <laughs> Wheelhouse. Crepes. Yeah. <laughs> How good's their food? Profiteroles. Oh, my God, I'm fat. <laughs> They're my favourite food, oh, and you like them all? Oh, I like them all. <laughs> Absolutely. You know the secret of French f- cooking? <clears throat> I was waiting for snails. There's lots of butter. I don't, I don't rate snails. <laughs> <laughs> okay, snails. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the other one, He's, um, which divides opinion, steak tartare. Oh, yeah, well, it's just raw steak. Yeah, yeah no, love it. Yeah. Love I prefer it. mine cooked a bit, but... Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, it's so thin that it's not like you're eating a rare steak that hasn't been cooked at all. True, true but, enough. Um, true enough. No, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know well, why. That, raw, that, that, why wouldn't fish? that be up there in the World Championships of food, then, oh, French food? Yeah, absolutely. That's just... Magic. And then when you add the fact that you can have, you know, some lovely wines from Bordeaux or, or oh, Provence oh. or... Or Burgundy. It's starting to get up there. It's France versus Italy for me in the food championships. I'm ringing my cardiologist (laughs) just because I've answered those questions. Oh, very good. Oh, that's magnificent. Even makes you feel full, doesn't it? (laughs) No, I'm just salivating now. Yeah, they're very good. Oh, dear. French are funny. Um, French are funny. Got some French jokes about food. Oh, it's pretty speaking, bad. Speaking of jokes, yeah. you, you, you know we're like doing a little dad joke every give now and then, but anyway, I'm not going to labour through what it. What did the French friends say when she had to leave after finishing dessert? I don't want to leave, but it's time for me to escargo. escargo. <laughs> oh, no. What type of breakfast do French people usually prefer? The breakfast of champignons. <laughs> Why did the woman hate being alone in a deserted street in France? Because it gave her the crepes. Uh. 
And yeah, that's about enough. <laughs> After an explosion of French cheese factory, all that was left was debris. Right. Yep. Good. Um, I don't know why I thought of you and I when I came across <laughs> this, but it, I sort of just did, and it just tickled my fancy a bit. Um, I pointed out two old drunks across the bar from us and told my mate, that'll be us in 10 years. <laughs> he said, that's a mirror, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, this fun. is good. This is, uh, this is an good old fun. one. This is a train joke. Yeah. The Englishman, a French woman, a blonde and an old lady, sharing a compartment of a train as it winds its way through the Alps. Every now and again, the train passes through a tunnel, during which time the compartment is plunged into complete darkness. On one such occasion, a ringing slap is heard as the train passes back into daylight. The Frenchman is rubbing his sore red cheek. The old lady thinks, I bet that dirty Frenchman fondled the blonde and she struck the pervert. (laughs) The blonde thinks, I bet that filthy Frenchman was looking to grope me in the dark, mistook the old lady for me and she slapped him. (laughs) The Frenchman thinks, I bet that nasty Englishman touched up the blonde in the dark and she slapped me by mistake. (laughs) The Englishman thinks, I can't wait for another tunnel so I can slap that French twat again. <laughs> love it. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. Gags. Hey, hey um, I've got a, um, a discuss piece with you. Oh, good. Yeah, we haven't had a sort of a... That's very serious. A bit of a discuss. Yeah. Um, and again, we, we've talked about all the things that have come out of COVID in terms of changes to our life and whatnot. So this is all about... Um, a debate around the possibility of a four-day week. Well, I've lived it. Yeah. Well, y- yes, you actually have. I did that yes. all of last you year. Did. I had a contract and did four days a week. You, you did. You did. You did. I had Fridays off. Um, yes. That's to mag- do nothing that's in lockdown. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's out? right. Yeah. Yeah. I had out? six months off and I went to the letterbox. <laughs> and I used to work on Fridays just for something to do. <laughs> So, look, I'll sort of praise you because it's a fairly yeah, long no, article. It's, it's... But, I mean, it's a really interesting piece, right? Um, COVID-19 p- pandemics provide a catalyst for a massive experiment. Could a four-day working week be one of them? I think it's worth putting on the table, mainly because I don't see much else coming in the way of wage rises. Mm. Right? True. Especially um, with all the debt the world's got to pay. Off. You know, for, uh, wage rises for workers. Um Lower inflation means lower increases in the cost of living, but the flip side is that is often uh, lower wage rises. Without surging prices, workers become more sanguine about demanding higher wages, so mm. they're less likely to go and tap the boss on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, fair enough. Um, similarly, in the absence of general price increases, companies find it hard to sneak in price rises to cover higher wage claims. Yeah. Right? So it's sort of, you've, you've got the... The backward and forward piece going on. With, on and you can add to into all that the level of taxation that companies now have to uh, pay. Yep. Payroll tax is a killer and yep. work cover and all this sort of yep. stuff. Insurances. Yep. Which means they're less likely to employ as many people. Yep. Right? There's more people getting, especially in some of those industries that are broken. Well, and of course the flip side, no, the parallel side to that is that they can probably move out of some of the bigger buildings they've had, though, because half their workforce is at home, if not two-thirds well, or three-quarters. Well, yeah, there is that. There is that. Um, so then it goes on to say, um, Australian workers are, in fact, becoming more productive um, thanks to new technology. Um, think emails. You know what a think email is? No, I think it's just saying think emails, isn't it? Oh. Think emails, phone calls, zooms. Yeah. Well, so th- think emails, not a thing. It's got to read on. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just changed my glasses. Um, we're working longer hours, and we're producing on average more output uh, while we're at it. The success of trials of four-day working weeks in Iceland, in particular, suggests uh, perhaps we're already there. Not only were workers happier, firms reported increased productivity among workers. Uh, it makes sense that workers who are more rested may be able to apply themselves more productively um, to a shorter working week. It's also been suggested that fewer meetings and emails helped boost productivity. And I, well, I, I, I look, I'm, I totally concur. Cause having lived it, uh, I think it can be these days. With it depends on your employer, and it depends on 
how you put your case. It depends on your job, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Yep. But um, I would concur. I think we're working longer days yep. than we ever did. Yep. And especially if you're doing a work from home and you're sort of one of those workers who can do work over your computer or Zoom, yep. you're working really from eight till six. Yep. And then you're dropping, you know, you know, and, and you've got kids to look after then and then you've got to cook 100%. dinner and all that rest of stuff. So yep. I think a day off a week's good because it allows you to do all your personal stuff. Yep. Right? Because yep. everyone has things to attend to, whether it's getting your hair done or car car fixed or whatever. Uh, gives people that day to look forward to. Yep. They can do all their personal stuff. Yep. And I have no doubt, because I certainly did experience it, that I felt happier for having a day off where I could do my own stuff. Yep. Now, that's just me. Yep. Personal opinion. Yep. But I made that decision. Some people are in a position where they can say to their employer, "Can I do it?" Yeah, and they agree, and they might even take a, a you know a pay haircut to do it. Yeah, yeah. And and that's because I think for a lot of people, money's important. Don't get me wrong, but you know it's having time and being happy and you know being healthy. <laughs> I think so that's spot on. I actually uh, would support it, and I know a lot of more benevolent employers and uh, people that really value their people have flexi weeks. Yeah, that's right. You know, where they allow people a half day off a week or they do let them have time off to do community service or they yep. say, if you want to work a four-day week, that's fine, we'll work it out. Or you want to work a, you know, what is it, a nine-day fortnight, all that stuff, yep. I think is becoming more um, acceptable. Well, because we've got the pressures on the on the other side, haven't we? Yep. I mean, and what you just said is absolutely right. You know, we've now combined this workspace with home and children that never used to be in our workplace, yeah. and it's all intermingled. I mean, I even have it with animals at home, right, that are just following me around everywhere, and I don't have that when I get to the office. So, don't you, can't, don't you take your dogs <laughs> to the office? No, I don't. <laughs> I can't wait to get back. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, mate, we're out of time. So we're done. Again, oh, we're out of crikey. time. We always run out of time. Time is a cruel thing for us. Just, and just because I, you know, I had a lot more French oh, food no. jokes. Well, I had the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I had you know, some war oh, hero. We, and we, I wanted to talk to you about Tourette's and we still didn't get to that. Oh, it's been weeks now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there one day, Scotty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See you, mate. See you, buddy. Bye.